From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make us stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Real and Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And I guess if it doesn't kill you, it must make you stronger, and I'm sure that's the way Plaxico feels right now, fan man. He's not dead. I hope he's stronger because he's got a lot of trouble facing him. Man, he has a lot of problems. You know what? One of the things about him, you know, uh, if you're going to go clubbing, you should know what clubs to go to where you don't have to carry a weapon. I agree with I you. Mean, I agree you know, with you. I mean, if you're going to go into the uh, bad, the bad clubs, the bad boy clubs, and then you should have like five bodyguards. He should be smart enough to understand what kind of uh, uh, bars or nightclubs that he should be attending, and not carrying a weapon in his pants. He could have shot off his balls. Well, yeah, you're right. Hey, that's, I mean, you know, let's keep things right in perspective, the, uh, fan man. You're exactly you know? right. <laughs> you got to keep it in perspective. You're right. Yeah, I put my gun in, in, in my back by my ass. You know, hey, so man, his, his manhood could have been gone, could have been taken away from him. Yeah, his whole magic, his, all his junk could have been gone. I mean, this guy's lucky. This guy's real. I mean, he's lucky there that he kept his junk, and now he has to face all these criminal activity, the, the, the criminal system, the justice system, because of what he did. I mean, why? You know, right? We talked off the air about this. Why can't he just have a bodyguard or two bodyguards? But you know what? When you go to a nightclub, okay, you have to pick the nightclub that you know that you'll be safe in. You're right. I, I mean, fam, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. And one thing you said, I think, is, is extremely important. What's that? Is you mentioned about a bodyguard. Now, yeah. it, you know, everybody, you know, doesn't have to be a tough guy. You know, you, you reach a point in time in your life where you realize, guess what? There's there's no reason for me to get become engaged in anything physical anymore. In my life, I'm a mature person, and right. I don't want to do that. I, I, even if somebody tried to start a fight with me, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't care what you kind of shape I'm in. Bigger pardon? You walk away from it. Yeah, you walk away. You got to be a bigger man. But 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 then also you realize that there's times where perhaps maybe you find yourselves in harm's way where that wasn't not the intent, and so you want to protect yourself. But if you're going to do that, and you, if you think that, wait, first of all, if I get in my car and I'm headed to a club and I think I need a gun, I'm not going to that club. I'm not going to go to that club. Right. Why? Why, would you, why would you want to put yourself in in, in that type of situation where you know? Uh, somewhere in your soul that something could happen and it could ruin his career. And then he just posted a $100,000 bail. He has all these problems to go with. The team could be uh, hurt by, by what he did. Um, the guy's supposed to be a professional football player, a professional, and, and to act like a professional. It's, it's amazing. It, well, what is amazing is you mentioned that word bodyguard. Listen, you make $35 million. If you make $35 million, I'm not going to be upset with you if you have a bodyguard around you. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, think about it. Let's, let's be smart about it. You, might th- you make $35 million. Chances are you, you don't have all that money in your pocket. You got a nice signing bonus. But in the event that, you know, based upon the collective bargaining agreement, you know, and conduct within that bargaining agreement, you may have, you know, somehow or another, ah, you didn't live up to that. You may lose some of that money and your career may be over with. Now, I understand that there are things happening to young ballplayers nowadays. They're being carjacked. 
they're being robbed, the people are breaking into their houses, Sean Taylor was killed, but again, find a safe place to go right. for recreation. Don't go to a place where there are places where you know in the history of the place nobody's ever come there with a gun, nobody's ever been robbed. Go there. Don't go to the places where you need to have a gun. That's just to me, I know you want to hang out and have fun with your people in the hood or whatever, a mm. nice club where they're going to play the kind of music you like. Okay. But there are places like that where you don't get robbed. Right. But see, he brought the gun in with him knowing that there could be some type of altercation somewhere because somebody finds out who he is, and then they, and, that, and this individual or individuals in a bar might want to take him on. And that's why you should have bodyguards so you are protected and you can be escorted out of the club without incident. No, you bring – and then he, what he does is he brings a gun. What do you think? He's some badass or something? Like he's going to – he has to prove to the world how bad he is? Well, well look man, let me ask you he's this question. So bad now. Let me ask this question because you probably not spent a day in the hood, but let me tell you a little bit no, about. I still, I still, you know, I take my gun when I go to the bars. I'm pretty well known. I got to protect myself, you know. Well, I got see, a bodyguard and, too. But you know what? And listen, I got a dagger. There are other people out there, but they, if they do that, they do it. To, they do the smart thing. They get the gun registered, okay? But let me just say this to you. I'm wondering what kind of club he was in because you know, when when the fellas hang out, you know, and they go there, and let's say the club is majority black folks in that club. Uh, when there's a gunshot, we run. I, yeah. I didn't hear anything yeah, about yeah, anybody yeah. running. If there was a gunshot, if the gunshot went off, and the, was the music that loud, you couldn't even hear what, what a Glock? Uh, that pretty loud? Is that a, it doesn't have a silencer on it, does it? No, I don't think it does. Why did, did you hear anything about anybody running? No. I mean, if I'm, you know, in the club, you hear a gunshot, you run. So I'm thinking he may have another lawsuit on his hand because somebody got tramp, you know, trampled on. Yeah, trampled on. Plus, the put the, he put everybody in that club uh, into a uh, into a panic situation. Uh, so this guy has a lot of problems, you know, and uh, he needs to uh, needs to get his act together. I don't know who he thinks he is, but you know, like you said, thirty five million dollars a year, he can't hire a bodyguard for twenty dollars an hour. Some big uh, some big dude or a couple big dudes to surround him, so he's protected. But then again, you know, that's, that's the price you pay for fame, right? And that's where we're at in our lives with all the fame that we have with uh, Voice America Sports, that we have to be covered when we go out to a bar because we can be attacked for the things that we say. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we're, a little, <laughs> we're smart enough to know we don't need bodyguards. I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have one. But I guess yeah, I got one. I got a bodyguard, man. Well, yeah, I hope she protects you, know, I, you I, well. I cover myself. I hope she protects you well. <laughs> yeah, she protects me quite well. They, well, listen. They look at her, I don't have to worry about nothing. Well, listen, for all those folks out there, we thank you for listening. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network, of course, with the number one co-host in the world. Bad man. If you'd like to give us a call, 866-472-5788. Again, that number is 866-472-5788. Later on in the show, we're going to be joined by a good friend of mine. You know, there's a, there's a special fraternity that ballplayers belong to, but then, but then it's even a little, it, the groups break down into smaller groups. And, and those groups are based upon the position groups. And, and there, there's, there's a fella coming to hang out with us a little bit later on, fan man. And, and that's Mark McMillan, who used to be one of the best corners for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I mean, when, when, they were shedding, when, they were, when, when they were shedding things down. And, and Mark is not the tallest man, but he's a big man who plays with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, always did. That's the type and, of player I like. like uh, him. Yeah, and, like I mean, you, Mark, you have a chip on your shoulder. You hey, do. that's what you, when you play in the Never secondary, yeah. you have to play like you got a, that chip on your shoulder because right. you're in a position where the whole world sees when you make a mistake. And those people on the offensive side of the ball are trying to make you look bad. And so let's speak, we're going to speak about some of that more when Mark comes now. But let's talk about 
looking bad, of which the Giants did not look bad. The Giants looked very good. And mm -hmm. I, I'm just so happy that, you know, there was a good team on the field to play the good game. The Skins did the best they could, but I thought the Giants looked very good. I thought the Giants looked very good, and I think that the uh, so-called experts uh, around the league and on, in the media have said a lot of things about the Giants, that it was a fluke that they went to the Super Bowl, it was a fluke that they won the Super Bowl, and it was going to be a fluke that they were going to have a terrible season this season. And I think they're shoving it right up their uh, Kajunskis, um to tell, to tell the media, hey, we're a good team, and we're going to be back in the Super Bowl, and I firmly believe they will be there. And that's, and that's what's out. You know, Plax. I mean, Plax well, is supposed to be there. Gonna be there. He, he's he, supposed he, to be their number one wide receiver. What are going to do with him? But I don't know why he should be there. Yeah, he, but he's supposed to be their number one wide receiver. And, and yeah. then, I mean, twenty-three to seven, they beat the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins again. That was a team that you picked to do very well. Well, I did. I, I picked the Redskins, and I think that the Redskins are doing quite well. Uh, I think uh, next year will be their year, and they're showing they're showing their colors now that they are a team to be reckoned with in the future. And well, uh, the I thought they'd do a little bit better. Uh, my, my thing was on Thursday watching football, you know, forgetting about Dallas and Seattle, but that Detroit Lions game was absolutely, unequivocally pathetic. Well, you know what? I, did you hear it? Did, you, you didn't hear about I mean, it. Did I turned you? it off. You didn't hear about it. You know, up there in Detroit, you know, not only is the car industry doing bad, but the team is doing bad. So what they're going to do in order to help everybody else out with the bailout, they're going to give the t people their money back for their tickets. Yeah, right. Exactly <laughs> they're going to bail them out. Too. I mean, know? I watched that game, Ray, and you know what? I never played pro football, but I'm watching these guys. They're missing tackles left and right. It seemed to me like they were afraid, and it looked like almost like a high school football game, team. The way they were just running around, missing the tackles, backing off, just all these. It just it they they just don't have any motivation to play in that in that town. And you know the Lions. And this goes back to prior management, you know. This goes back to, um, what was his name, the GM they just got rid of? That they Matt, fired? Mc, Matt McMill. No, Matt would tackle you. No, no. Don't blame that on, hey. Well, we didn't blame that man, on Matt. Those guys, that was the GM. He, he, he's the one that hired the coach, and, the, and they, they got these players in there. And they, and you can't blame that I mean, on, you, know? you can't blame that on Matt. One thing I've always thought, and you, you know, you just, can't blame, you always listen, blame just, for the sake, just for the sake <laughs> of trying to make it interesting, you know, I went on a limb, and I said the Detroit Lions were going to win did. that game. You know, yes, I just wanted to try to create something of interest that people might say, oh, maybe Ray knows what he's talking about. It's going to be a good game. But let me tell you something. Tell me. They should not walk up to the window with their head up high and get their checks. They should all back up and, like, uh, you know, like the guy out there with the San Francisco Fort, Mike, Mike said, drop their pants and take their checks. Because that's what they, you know, yeah. come on, man. You're they screwing us out of our money. The they play. The that was a terrible. Detroit, or, you know, that, that, I mean, we've had our problems with the Cardinals and these other teams, but the Lions are pathetic. They are absolutely the worst team ever. I mean, they can't get their act together one iota. They change quarterbacks. They do this. They do that. Nobody, I, I, mean, I mean, can you imagine being a college player and being drafted by the Lions? Well, Ugh. perhaps maybe I wouldn't be – I would be excited about that because that means I got a chance to play <laughs> because they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, but but, but one thing that should not happen, <laughs> there should not be professional football where you, it's so lopsided, a score of 47 to 10. That should not happen. Well, you know what? They had Tennessee, and you know Tennessee is doing very, very well, as we well know. And in the beginning when they put the schedule together, I guess they figured Detroit would be, you know, Detroit, it's, I mean, Detroit plays every Thanksgiving, and it just happened to be they picked Tennessee, and however they picked the scheduling. And Tennessee came in, and I told you last week on the air, Tennessee was going to kick their ass. Tennessee, is, I mean, and then they got burnt the week before. 
and they had fire in their pants. And these guys were going to go in, and they were going to kick ass. And that's exactly what they did, right? They went 47 to 10. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I turned it off at halftime. I said, I'm not watching this. I'm going to watch the Macy's Day Parade. That's what I did. And that's really, but that, you know, and, that, and that's a shame because that's not good for football. Right now, I told you, in, in today's economy, you know, those guys who are on the field, when they take the field, they need to make people feel like they're getting their money's worth. Right. And the Detroit Lions, I mean, come on, this is Thanksgiving Day. And we're going to talk about another team that participated in a game on Thanksgiving Day and didn't show up. But the Detroit Lions, the world was watching you. The world thought that you were at least going to give them something to sit down and enjoy their meal, kind of digest the food. A good football game. You know what's but funny, they, they Ray, about this? We talked about this last Tuesday about this game coming up on Thanksgiving, which was the Lions and the Titans. And you know, we were and, and we were saying, why should it be? It's always the Lions. And then, then we had that guy Brian, I think, from New York, the New York Jets fan. He basically said, you know, it goes all the way back to the '30s when the owner and he put he put the team on Thanksgiving Day. He thought, and that was a great marketing move by that owner at that time. That was a great, great marketing move, very smart PR move. But. Over the course on, Sun- on Thursday with all the announcers, they were all saying the same thing that we said on Tuesday. I think they're listening to the show. I think that they said, well, why, why is it always the Lions? Why can't they divide this up and make it more interesting? Why, why does it always have to be the Lions on you know, Thanksgiving Day? Pick another, pick another team. And, well, we, and we said the, that. Hey, fam, and I like to take credit for that, but the world wanted another game instead of the Detroit Lions. Right. Listen, the world wants to continue to listen to us, and they will. Even that burp, that's fan, man. That's not me. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We'll be right back after this message. We're, of course, in Phoenix, living like a man. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Ed Hanway, Chairman and CEO of Cigna Corporation. In America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely, and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause. Solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com petition. Beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. Not goes O'Neal. He's at the 
got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sports. That's what you're listening to. Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. And Fan Man again. It was too much turkey, but uh, I'm sorry. just was not enough good football from some of those teams that ended up playing on Thanksgiving Day. But uh, as I said, we're going to have our good friend Mark McMillan stop in with us. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to Mark. It'll be, yeah, Mark's going gonna, you know, Mark gonna to come in and talk a little bit about that Alabama stuff, too. You know, you know he went to that roll tide, and he, so he wants to talk a little bit about Alabama, the house. Oh, man, I see somebody in the window somewhere around the corner, man. Hey, Mark just showed up there in his Alabama <laughs> I think, uniform. Man, yeah, man, I think Bear Bryant just walked into Bear the Bryant studio. Bear Bryant into, so, into the studio yeah, the man, CBC. He, he's going to join us a little earlier than, than anticipated. Well, but uh, we yeah, we are, We're going to put him on and we're going to talk a little bit. But well, before he stand put, there. Like, before he, well, we don't want to talk about Alabama, man. Like, you right, know, well, shoot, you I had to run in with Ozzie Newsom one time. I, listen, I had a run-in with Ozzie Newsom one time, man. He was disguised as, you know, a tight end disguised as a wide receiver, man. And, uh, <laughs> man, he did it to us down there in New Orleans, man. But uh, we, we, had, we had a good time. They beat us down there in, in uh, I think, what, that uh, Sugar Bowl we played them in and uh, had a great time. What, Ohio State was in the Sugar Bowl when you played Yeah, them? it was the only time that Woody and Barrett got a chance to play together. Wow, And cool. uh, I should have known that we were in for something because uh, the night before I had some gumbo, and I guess I had some bad gumbo. And I haven't had any gumbo since then. Yeah, once you eat something bad like that, you never go back. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. I've never been back. You know, yeah, but they're so. known for that good gumbo. It must have, it must have upset your northeastern uh, body. You yeah, used to all that crap. I, Midwest. Midwest, man. The, the Ohio State University. Don't the get that Ohio mixed State. up. I'm sorry. Don't get that <laughs> mixed up. But let's, let's talk a little bit more about the Giants because, as I said, the Giants play like champs. But uh, I believe my uh, good friend Mark McMillan is going to join us. Hey, uh, hey Mark, you, you going to join us for a second here, man? Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, man. I, hey, man, let me introduce you to Fan Man. Fan hey, Man. Mark, fan Man. What's going on, Fan Man? And I'm just hanging out here in uh, Laguna Beach. Oh, that's nice out there. Yeah, it's uh, by the ocean. You know, got a little fog today. Uh, you know, I can't ride the Harley. It's kind of chilly, you know. Hey, uh, Fan Man, you know, uh, my man Mark is actually from California. Mark, where are you from? Um, South Central, man. He's going to keep it real. He's going to keep it real. He's from South Central now. Yeah, no, you I, might, you I might was in L.A. on Sunday. I went through Beverly Hills and went through. I think I touched on South Central a little bit got lost. You didn't stay too long, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what plaques should have done. Plaques should have not gone to that club. That's where plaques should go. Has to should have not have gone, man. <laughs> he should have kept going right on through that club. He should not have stopped there, man. But we we were talking a little bit about, you know, a little bit about the Giants before you joined us, Mark. And, and listen, I, I want to give, you know, Mark, the proper introduction that, that he deserves. I mean, this this man, you know, shut down some of the best receivers to ever play the game. Yeah. And, and and one thing about it, when I when I when I played a couple years before Mark, because see, Mark came in after after we did, and and, and they continued with the tradition because the Eagles have always had good secondaries. Right. You know, and so Mark and his boys, and Eric Allen, and Andre Waters, and Wes Hopkins, and and a few other cats, Randall. I mean, they did some things with Buddy. You right. know, and, and y'all had some good times, man. And, and I appreciate it. I, so I, I want to give him his props. I want him to know that I appreciate the way he played that corner because 
I, I was a fake corner in college, see? <laughs> and then I grew up, and, and I became a safety in the NFL. Hey, Mark, but, hey Mark I just want to say one thing. I used to watch you play with the Eagles. It was just absolutely amazing. I mean, I've, I've been a fan since... Well, I don't even want to say. I mean, yeah, don't say that, please, man. man please. I mean, I, I, you know, when I used to watch you play and Ray play. I mean, I was always like, wow, man, look at these guys playing the way they. It was just so, it's so fun. Then Buddy ran, uh, you know, Ray Ellis out of town. He ended up at the Browns. But. Okay, you didn't have to say that, fan man. <laughs> I always like saying that about Buddy. Well, let me say, let me ask Mark a question, Mark. Let, let, you know, before we go on, you know, you know, when you spent your time playing in the NFL, and I know you had some great games, but and I always say this, you know, when I'm about to play an opponent, you know. Who do I line up against that puts some concern? Because no, you, we ain't afraid of nobody, okay? Right. But they, they, but they, you right, ain't, you ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> but, you know, it, it concerns me a little bit that that person is on the other side of the ball. Was there anybody that you ever played against? And I want you, I know there was. I want you to name who put a little concern in your mind when you lined up. Um, I can't say anybody really put any concern in my mind. Uh, you know, being a defensive back, being a corner Playing with Eric Allen, Byron Evans, Reggie White, you know, some of the, some of the greatest players that ever played the game uh, was instilled in me through training camp. You know, we fear no man. You know, we take no prisoners. So when I stepped on the field, I couldn't show that my opponent that I was worried about him or, you know, had any fear about him because backing up those guys, you know, out there with dirty waters, all, everybody know and, and seen the way that he played, uh, that wasn't allowed. So when I lined up against uh, Jerry Rice, uh, John Taylor, Chris Carter, you know, some of the greatest players to play the game, uh, they put the – Pants on just like I put mine on. So I went out there with the same mentality and, uh, you know, did what I had to do. Now, now, the thing about that, you know, I want you to realize what he just said. He, he named two names that I know. One of them already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Chris Carter is going to be there soon. But, you know, that's the thing about I don't think many people understand the fact that, at, particularly when you play that corner, that you may respect that person. Now, I'm going to say something a little bit different now. I think Jerry Rice makes you study a little bit more. I, I mean, you ain't gonna, we don't fear him, but Jerry might make you watch another hour of film. You know, just, yeah, you, you know, have, you know, you know you but, but the preparate, but, but you, hey, I remember playing ball myself, and these guys you might have watched growing up, you might have even, you know, emulated them or called yourself by their name when you was playing ball, but once you get on the field, you were trying to take their head off. I was trying to take their head off. And uh, I was talking to uh, Peter Junta. He's actually the defensive back coach for the Giants. Uh, they came down there last week, so I had a chance to go down there. Uh, took my son and, and you know, the rest of my family down there to visit the Giants. So we were just talking about some of the things. When, he, uh, when I came out of college, he was like, you know, he said this is a small guy out of Alabama. I think we should give him a shot. Uh, Joe Willie was our player development personnel down in Philly. And, um, you know, when they came down there, they, you know, said I was too small, whatever. But – Co-tight, I guess Co-tight and Bud Carson was our defensive coordinator. You know, God rest his soul. I was one of the best defensive coordinators I've ever played for. So, you know, when I got my first shot, it was against Jerry Rice. Uh, it was like in the second quarter. Jerry had just broke some kind of record, so the crowd was all hype. But just saying some of the guys that I, I, I lined up against, you know, I can remember, you know, Reggie White looking me in the eyes and said, hey, you know, this is what you've been practicing for. This is what this is your time. You know, it's time to shine. So, when you got a uh, big doggy looking you in the eye at six feet six, three hundred pounds, you know you got to go to work. And you might not be able to run from him either, because he might catch you. Yeah, he was fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about Big Red. And God bless his soul as well. You know, there's a couple people you know that uh, that you played with that uh, you know passed away and gone on. And uh, I know we all we miss them all. So respect, much respect to to both of them. But uh, hey, guys, let, let's get on some uh, some things that's happening nowadays. Mark, I'm sure you watch some games on 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 Thanksgiving Day, and you know, just to think about the fact that you get to play as an NFL player, you get to play on Thanksgiving Day. 
I mean, would you have liked, I never, I don't think I ever played on Thanksgiving I Day, but Thanksgiving. I got a chance to play in the playoff games, you know, but Thanksgiving is different because of the fact that Thanksgiving, you know, everybody will give you, pay a little respect to you and watch you with their families because it's not anything they have to feel bad about because they're not playing because they're playing Sunday. Right. So you could watch with your little brother or your cousin, nephew, whatever, and try to teach them a little bit about it. But man, when the Cardinals and, and, and when the Lions stepped on the field, I thought they did a little injustice to the National Football League the way they played this weekend, man. Do you think they should have played better? Well, the Lions have been doing injustice for the last decade, so you can't really really blame the Lions. But as far as the Cardinals, they had a lot of, lot of momentum going into that game. Uh, they just played the Giants real tough. You take the Super Bowl champs down to the final wire, and then you go to Philadelphia with a chance to actually wrap up your division and, you know, maybe even wrap up uh, home field advantage if you continue on your winning streak and to put the performance that they put out there um, on that day, you know, knowing everybody is watching a big-time game. Philadelphia was going through a lot of turmoil with uh, McNabb right. being benched and everything. So you would think that, you know, they'll go out there with that extra motivation. It's like, you know, let's try to go out here and get them out early. Then we have a better chance of winning the game. But they, they, didn't, they didn't get it done. And, and, and Mark, 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 they always had excuses for the Cardinals. You know, I, I, and I, I lived in Phoenix for 20 years, 20 years of losing seasons <laughs> with all these different coaches and players. And the bottom line is they go into Philadelphia. Here's their chance to show the NFL and the fans all around the country that they are a team to be reckoned with. And they go in there and they just fall apart. That team is not ready to play in the playoffs as far as I'm concerned as a fan. <clears throat> that was a terrible game for the Cardinals. They, uh, then, then, now they're making all these excuses. Like they, you know, they had a fly. It was cold. Uh, you know, it was a four-day rest. Uh, you know, on and on and on and on about the excuses. The bottom line is, this team is not ready for for prime time. For maybe next year, but not this year. I agree. Um, you know, when we used to be in Philly, uh, coming back back here to play against the Cardinals, you know, it was always 110 degrees. And mm -hmm. one of our main things, was like, you know, we're not going to worry about that heat because that heat ain't worried about you. So you got to go out there and get it done. Right. And, you know, cold weather. You know, you're a football player. You know, you don't just live to play in, you know, 70-degree, 80-degree weather every Sunday. So when you got a lot on the line, you know, some, somewhere along the line, your pride has to kick in as a professional athlete when you step on that field and you represent your teammates as well as your family. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was really funny. Uh, Donovan, Donovan was coming out of the – they did the press conference after the game, and uh, he was coming out of, the, uh, out of the tunnel, and he said, he said to the press, he said, you know, I found out I was going to be the starting quarterback from the janitor. Yeah, and I, I you know that that's, that's that's Donovan and his <laughs> sense of so humor, funny. which is good. I'm glad he has that. He he has to have that in the city of Philadelphia, probably other than New York. And at times, I think New York can be a bit more harsh than even Philadelphia in terms of the media. But Mark, let me ask you: when you watch that game, and particularly the Cardinals, who now you live here in Phoenix, and and you get a chance to see them on a regular basis. Did that look like the team that you had seen play the past few weeks? I mean, I didn't see the intensity there at all. It was like a totally different team. It was like night and day. It was almost like the Cardinals that we're used to seeing. Uh, exactly. On, on right, exactly. Losing and, all the time. And, you know, it was just, you know, as I'm not a really a big Cardinal fan. You know, I'm just a fan of, of any player that actually steps on the field and puts everything on the line every Sunday or Monday night. But when you put yourself in that situation, you've got to go out there and, and give it 100%, uh, whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether it's raining. Or whatever, you know, but they, it's, it's like they almost took, you know, two steps back instead of one step back. Well, you know yeah. what I thought? I thought they were intimidated by the fans and by the Eagles. 
I don't think. I, I, I think I don't, they went I don't in there going, they, "Oh man, no, we got to go into this. We got to go into this." And they, they, you know, when they play in Phoenix, that's one thing. But when they play NFC East teams, they always have a big problem. Yeah, well, Philly fans can be a little tough on you, though. It's, it oh, yeah, is a little intimidating. Uh, Mark is sit in Veterans Stadium and throw snowballs <laughs> at people. I well, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take this approach. Like Mark said, these are professionals, not and that's yeah, different that's right. than that's different right. than if you're get paid a lot of money, play the game, and exactly. So there's no, you're supposed to go in there without any fear. Now I can understand if you know if you're playing Alabama and you're trying to go in Alabama hey, stadium. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, 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 and, and, and particularly with a team that has a chance to, for the world to see them now. This is the first time they played on Thanksgiving. And they just played the Giants. How in the world when you just played the Super Bowl champs and you had a very good game? You could have won the game. And then you go and play somebody else. You know, and you're going to be intimidated by going into their place. I don't know about that, man. I got. Well, I, you're you know, making excuses like for Mark now, said. Man. I mean, uh, they're having trouble with McNabb. The team's in disarray. The ah, media's all over excuses, the place. Man, we got music. Come on, you're a veteran. You know we got music. We got music. We got to take a break. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. I got my man over here, Mark McMillan. We're going to be right back after this message. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. Yes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack, he'll get you right back to your head. JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cheer. 
I'm on the other side. I grew up to be a safety, but that's okay. We're having a lot of fun here in the studio. And, you know, Mark and I, you know, when we went to break, fam, man, you know, we were just we were looking at some things and talking about some things, man. And one of the things we were talking about is just the conferences. You know, it, you know it, I know that the Arizona Cardinals should win that division. But, you know, at 7-5, and five, you know, they mess around. And who knows if the San Francisco 49ers could pull it off, which I don't think they will. You know, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, you know what I think? I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to pull it off because of Singletary. Singletary has that team charged up and ready to go, and I think they're going to be somebody to be reckoned with down the road. But I think they're going to show the Cardinals that they do not belong in the playoffs, that they are not a team that should be in that situation because they just do not have it together. Well, you know what? So what you're saying Especially is the Cardinals are going to lose the rest of their games, and the <laughs> yeah, Forty Nine are going to win. Eight, I said eight and eight, or maybe six and nine, or six and whatever ten. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to pull it out. They never well, pull I, it I out. I, I, I watched this uh, tar- this mess. Uh, the only time they made it to the playoffs was in '98, and then uh, the last time was 1949. Well, yeah, but I, I told you they're going to make it to the playoffs, and, and I don't necessarily think they're going to be one and done. But what me and Eric said is, hey, they Mark said is they could have been playing for home field advantage. Well, know? they could have been, but that's gone. Yeah, well, it's gone, but things happen sometimes. You know? well, well, just, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is they could, they could win a playoff game. You've got to give them a chance, man. That's <laughs> oh, why they play the game. That's why they play the game. Raising on my case for the last two years about the Cardinals, I have lived through 20 years of losing, even though I'm an Eagles fan, hardcore. But I watch there the team go. and listen to the fans on the blogs about what they say about this team, and it, it, here's what they say. The same old cards. Well, you know, there's one thing. I, one reason why I like the Cardinals. I'm gonna tell you, man. Adrian Wilson, if he, if if the man can stay healthy, is one of the best to ever play the game. But I, I, he just didn't show up on Sunday, Mark. I don't know if you saw it, man. But I, I, I don't think I heard his name called too many times. At I all. think, I think what they did, what happened was they ate too many cheesesteaks. No, I don't think it had anything yeah. to do with cheesesteaks, man. Yeah, usually he's um he's he's like the leader of the defense to me. Uh, when he goes, they go on defense, and uh, he's an aggressive player. He's always around the ball. And they were running the ball effectively on, on the Cardinals as well. And usually he's around, around the ball, you know, stopping most of those runs. So I don't know if uh, Adrian was feeling a little ill. I don't know uh, if they felt a little overconfident going into Philly, knowing all the surroundings with the McNabb and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe they were reading the paper clippings about going to the playoffs, and maybe they took a little – took the Eagles lightly, and, and it cost them a victory. Yeah, hey, Mark, hey, Mark talking about McNabb, do you think McNabb's going to stay with Philly, or do you think that they're going to they're, they're gonna start over next year? I mean, what is um, your feeling? My personal feeling, I think they'll probably start over, considering uh, you know the way they do things in Philadelphia. Um, if he does, if they don't get rid of him from the front office, the fans will probably try to run him out of there, like they do a lot of great players. So right, they do. Like yeah, Charles you know, they got Ray Ellis out of there, man. You know what I'm saying? They had, they got my boy Ray out of there. They got Ray out of there. Hey, by the way, your show gonna start, man. You're out of here. You're Ray. You're out of. Hey, I know. Hey, I'm telling Mark, we are gonna start his show. He don't have to get my show. He gonna have his own show. Mark, of course, is gonna join us here soon. That's why this is kind of like a surprise appearance for all those out there to listen to us on a regular basis. You know, we are expanding our shows, and, of course, we're going to bring on more professional athletes, uh, you know, some of the people that you watch each Sunday, uh, even on Saturdays at Alabama, I believe it is. Roll Tide, baby. Big game, big game. We're about but, to eat uh, some speaking gators. of big games, last night, you know, the Houston Texans got their chance. The Texans got their opportunity. Mark, they, they played a hell of a game. You know, they, you know I think the final score was something like, 
uh, you know, 30 to 17. That's and, right. And the Jaguars. Now, out of a sudden, David Garrod, who put, you know, Brian Leftwich out of business, out of work, you know, is, is it him falling apart? Is the team falling apart? Pockets is fat. His pockets got fat. Oh, man. And I was sudden, now the Houston Texans look like a playoff team. I mean, last night, the Jaguars either looked very bad or the Texans looked very good. I'm not sure which one it was because I didn't expect that game yesterday. I mean, I know I had that game marked, talked up for the Jaguars to win that game. And all of a sudden now, you know, I mean, I think that they're out of it. They're, they're out of it. And, and, and early on in the year, I mean, you expect the Jaguars to be in the playoff hunt. I mean, not just the playoff, but possibly coming out of there. And it was also a great coming out for, for the Texans also, this first Monday night game. Uh, and they showed up. You know, they showed up and, and they did a good job. Uh, everybody seen the number one pick. He had three sacks. Uh, everybody seen the receiver Johnson out of Miami, who's, who's oh, a beast. Oh, that's a big boy. Oh, He's a beast. Man. So, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Another Larry Fitzgerald. No, he's, he's, no he got some bigger. dog in He got more dog, though. Oh, yeah. So you don't think Larry got enough dog in No. <laughs> Bolton's got all the dog, man. Bolton's got all the dog. Yeah, you know what? But, but you know, if I had to take it to you right, you know, and Bolton, you know, we've said this before, you know, the league, you know, shame on the league because Bolton really should not be playing football. Right. If that was your son or my son and he had the type of things, you know, happen to him, uh, you know, physical damage and, and what's the likelihood of him having, you know, some years from now, having some side effects to that injury, man, I think they just rushed him back entirely. Right, you know, you know I, think, I think you're right, right. They shouldn't have rushed him in, in, in the game. He shouldn't be playing, I, I, like, take off the year and, and heal and, and feel good. Uh, he, he, played, he didn't play well at all, and I think he was afraid of getting hit. That, that's what it seemed to me. He was dropping the passes. He, he just wasn't there. I, mean, I think he was just frightened of, of, the, of the way the Eagles' defense plays. Well, they, got a, they got a missile out there playing safety yeah, in Dawkins. You know, so, you know, when you're playing against the Eagles, you've got to fear Dawkins incredible. out there. And I, you know, and I, you know, when I when I watched the game, there was maybe one pass that I saw that Anquan should have caught, and I thought maybe for a secondary, he might have heard footsteps. You know, there was one, you know, kind of a slant, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and Doc was coming at him. Yeah. You know, and I thought perhaps maybe he was thinking about it. You know, getting in his preparation, getting ready for the game. I think he knew number twenty was going to be on the field. And so, I mean, that's what you want them to do. That's all you, you don't always have to make the play. You have to make them think about them making the play. And like, like my man said back in the day, for who, for what? Yeah. <laughs> what Ricky said, Ricky said, for who, for what? And I think it was a little for who, for what. But let me ask you, let's move on because I, I saw another good game and I, and I like this young man. You know, and I told you, fam, and I wanted them here, the Minnesota Vikings. Did, did you see again? Adrian Peterson had another AP. great game. AP. Did you see it, fan man? They call him I mean, the Diesel. I, I watched the game, and I, I, the strength of that guy running and dragging the Chicago Bears defensive line with him was just absolutely incredible. I mean, he is a he's a fun player to watch. Now that's a that's a but that's a running back, and that's what I told you. And again, I, I mean, I'm not trying. And, to and you know what? And, and you know what? Let me interrupt here. The Cardinals had a chance. In fact, they didn't have a chance. They had Adrian Peterson, and they took Hollywood Matt. Well, no, I mean, no, that was a different draft. There. No, that was a different draft, different draft. But, but they, they, okay, they took what they needed. I'm sorry. They needed I Levi Brown, and that was okay. But I, I would have tried to work a deal out to try to get – if there was any way I could have worked a deal out, I would have tried to do what I could to get him because, because they, they definitely could have used right. him. Right. Now, see, if the Cardinals had Peterson right now, I think they would have probably beaten the Eagles. They, they, you know, they would have had a better shot, and they, they'd be a lot better off. But, you know, hey, you know, things go the way they go, and Minnesota played uh, to fantastically well. It's a good game. Yeah, I heard the Cardinals coach also uh, mentioning about the running game in Hightower. A lot of people were down on edge, talking about, you know, Hightower is fresher, 
But when you're coming down the stretch, you need somebody with experience that know how to run the ball, that can block, because you're going to have different schemes coming at Kurt Warner right now. Right. Uh, everybody's trying to come at him. And Hightower is missing a lot of assignments back there, which Edge is not going to miss those assignments. So. Well, that's why they have Edron James, the, as, as Ray calls him, the senior citizen. I mean, they should put <laughs> Edron James. And Edron James is going to be a Hall of Fame, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Edron James should be on the field playing, and they should be swapping Hightower out with James. I, I don't agree. know why they're not doing that myself. Well, here's what I believe. I, I believe, you know, what Mark says makes a lot of sense, but I believe that Edge will reappear perhaps in the playoff because that is when – uh, okay, everybody's going to go full out, and, and, you know, they're going to send the house and the kitchen sink and everything else at Kurt Warner, and then Edge probably will be better off because he knows how to pick up, you know, blitzing linebackers and, you know, and blitzing secondary people. But I think right now, in order for them to get to the dance, I think they got to go with the young fella because he's just got, he's got a step that Edge has the vision, but he, he can't make that step anymore. He, he can't get – because, you know, once the playoff comes, Mark, it becomes – It's fast. And, it, and it's a game of inches. Whereas, you know, each time they bring that stick out there where the referee can't see it from the sideline, so they bring it in and they measure it, and it's inches short. See, the young fella could get that extra inch because of his quickness, and Edge sees that hole there, but he can't hit it like he used to. I agree. And, you know, Edge, Edge used to do a lot of cutting back against the grain – and, you know, he just can't, he can't get back. And he, see, he still sees it's there. Right. But he can't make it, man. Well, one, team, one, one, one game I want to talk about, Ray, and you, and you, uh, you were totally against me, and, um, and Mr. Butts was Pittsburgh and New England. Well, again, now, all right, you, I'm, I'm going to give <laughs> now, you that. I pick Pittsburgh, and I, New England uh, runs only with one person, and that one person happens to be injured. No, I don't, I don't agree with that. I agree that well, look Pittsburgh at, like, went in and won the game. Yeah, 33-10, but Pittsburgh went in and won the game. It was a good, it was, it was what? on paper, it looked like a good game. On paper, it looked like a good game, and I really thought that there was a chance because the Patriots were playing good football. But again, you know, Pittsburgh is one of those teams, at least this year, Pittsburgh, you can't always count. You don't know which team is going to show up now because, you know, sometimes they play good, sometimes they play bad, sometimes they play just good enough to win. You know, sometimes they play like the old Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, I, I can't really – when they're going into New England, you know, I, I'm not going to say that they're just going to go in there and they're automatically going to win that game. And, and I think a lot of people felt that New England had a chance to win that game. Well, you know I, what? 33-10 tells me automatically wins the game. <laughs> well, 33-10 tells you that's 10 what the points final from score the Patriots? Was. I mean, that, come on. That tells you you know what the score was. That yeah, I know what the you. score was. Yeah, I was drinking beer and eating chicken wings watching it. I didn't care. Yeah, man, it's about time you start eating some chicken wings, man. Did you eat some? Well, we won't go if you ate some chitlins because I, yeah, I don't chitlins think you That's yeah. down south, okay. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's from yeah, Philly, yeah. man. Okay, but wait. Okay, I got to ask Mark because you know Mark. You know, even though he's loyal to the Eagles, he got a little red blood in him too now because he played out there with them Kansas City Chiefs and the, the Chiefs. Man, I, I'm not trying to run Herman out of town. He won't return my call, Herman. I'm your roommate, Her Herman. Call me, call me. But the Kansas City Chiefs—they beat the Raiders. I mean, they won a game. I mean, maybe that was the only team they could beat. The faders, man. They called the faders. Yeah, but, but, but man, come on. You know, deep in the heart, back in the day. Now, you—you you from California? I know you had to be somewhat of a Raider fan. You can't live in California and not at least root for the Raiders when they hey, play. Hey, the hey, right, right. Yeah, right. growing up, Kansas, I was, I was a Kansas fan. City won a game. Okay, they beat Oakland. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, man. You know, but hey, the way the Raiders, looking at that game, I thought because it was at Oakland, I thought the Raiders were going to win that. I, just, I, I fell asleep to tell you the truth. Yeah, I feel I feel sorry for a lot of you know a lot of people back in Kansas City because they have you know, besides Great Philly, they have the greatest ones. You know, some of the greatest fans back there. They're loyal. 
But you look in the stadium now, it's empty. Ain't no barbecue cooking. Oh, wow. Ain't nothing going down. So uh, only thing that's going good right now is, is KU basketball down in Kansas City. Hey, Mark, you think they're going to be putting either. bags over their heads? <laughs> Remember that you know, new Orleans? The New Orleans, what did they call them? Ain'ts. Ain'ts. The Ain'ts. Yeah, the New Orleans Ain'ts. I was part of that, too. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, man. Hank Stram is turning over in his grave right now, man. Well, look at the Raiders. I mean, they got to get rid of that, that Al Davis, man. That pot marked, uh, you know, laying, getting rid of that coach at the end of the second game. I mean, you know. Man, man, you need to show a little respect for the game. Show <laughs> respect do. for the game. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to show respect for this commercial break because we got to take it. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. Got my special guest. Got the corner covered. Got Mark McMillan. We'll be right back yep. after this message. Until the blue and white. Now the money coming slow, but at least a nigga knows slow motion your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Yeah, I want everybody to know. I, I really do enjoy doing this show. It, it, I think it's, uh, you know, something that, you know, I look at the clock. It's time for me to do the show, and I'm just happy, man. So I want y'all to know I really enjoy this thing here, and I'm happy that I got one of my boys in the studio with me, Mark McMillan. You're listening to Real Yo. Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And as always, I'm a <laughs> fan of fan man. Fan man, let me ask you, are you a fan of this game that's coming this week, which I think is going to be the best game that's going to be you know, televised this week, and that's the, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, and it's yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to win that game. Well, it, it's in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is T.O.'s happy now. His production's up. 
He's getting the ball. He's he's catching the ball. And one thing. He's got a little popcorn. He's got his popcorn ready. He's got his popcorn going, you know. He's doing work. But one thing Mark will tell you right now, you know, I'm looking at this is the time of the year whereas as far as I'm concerned, a possession receiver is a person that catches the ball. You can talk about speed and all that, but if he catches the ball, then you maintain possession and you, you got a possession receiver. And on the other side of the ball is it's a game of inches, so can't be any more yak yards. No, no yards after contact, no yards after catch. So those teams that right now are tackling the best and that are catching the ball and making plays – are going to be the ones that win the game right now. So going into that game right now, both of those teams are looking pretty good. Mark, you look at that Dallas-Pittsburgh game. What do you think about that game? It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Pittsburgh had a good win against New England. Uh, they're trying to get their momentum back. Like you said, you never know which Pittsburgh team is going to show up. And that's the same thing with the Cowboys. So, you know, you never know which Cowboy team is but going to show up. But you think that's because, uh, you know, Tony was out for a while. Do you think that, you know, when Tony, and before he got hurt, he, you know, he had a game or two where, you know, he was a little inconsistent. But do you think, you know, he, he's on a roll now? You think he's feeling good about himself, confidence back? I think he, he's, rally around he's him? definitely got his confidence back, and he definitely makes a difference with that offense. You know, it seems like guys give it a little bit more effort. Uh, he's, he's trying to get T.O. the ball as much as he can. Everybody knows if T.O. don't get the ball, it's kind of like yeah. you know, cornflakes without yeah. the milk. Yeah, you know you're exactly saying? right. Just, <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's, it's dry, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't want to be a homer, so I don't want to stay and jump right to the Eagles and the Giants because we've been talking about them a little bit. But, you know, I think that there's another very good game, and that's, that's Washington and Baltimore. And Washington's got to win in order to stay in the hunt. And the same thing with the Ravens. And, uh, you know, I think Ray right now is the time of the year where, you know, Ray's getting hungry and Ray knows his career is headed down. So uh, he's going to try to do the best he can. And they, they're still in a wild card seat there sitting behind the Steelers. You know, at, I think they're like eight and four. Uh, but you know, fan man, Washington and Baltimore, and that's at Baltimore. What do you think about that one? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think it's going to be Baltimore. I think yeah, Baltimore's well, uh, yeah. They're, they're, I think they're more hungry. Yeah, and uh, you know, Baltimore got you know they they've got some good solid veteran ball players on that team. Yes, and, they do. And, and they know what it takes to win a Super Bowl. They know what it takes to win a game. Uh, they've really rebounded from last year. Took a guy from Philly to go in there and help him out, Mark. You know, yeah, got a new head yeah, coach. Yeah, you know? yeah, Harbaugh had to help him out. <laughs> but uh, but what, what you think about that, Mark? When you look at Washington going into Baltimore, they need a win. Washington needs to win. Uh, Baltimore doesn't necessarily win, need that win. They could, I think they'll still be, you know, in a wild card position. But what do you think going into that one? Um, Washington put a lot into this, this week's game against the Giants. And you can tell they, they're probably going to be a little physically drained from this. Uh, Baltimore is going to be excited. They're going to have the fans behind them. Uh, Ray Lewis can smell it. You know, I'm sure he's going to have the defense fired up. They're playing great defensive ball on both sides of offense as well as defense. And uh, I pick Baltimore in this game. Yeah, and I think that's going to be Ray's kind of game because, you know, you got Portis coming there, so he's going to want to try to establish a running game, you know, and so Ray going to have his game on. You know, maybe, that's why he, maybe that's why he laid down this week. He didn't want to see Ray this week. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think he's going to – is he out for sure? <laughs> Is he out for sure? You think he's going to play? He, he might. He, he need to be out. Well, I'm going to tell you. Ray ain't nothing nice. That's right. Ray Ray, this time of year, <laughs> Ray Ray bring it. So, uh, fan man, we're going to move on because I'm looking at that number four game. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, you know, people are talking about the young man down there and, uh, you know, in Atlanta. 
You know, Matt perhaps maybe being the MVP of the league, not just the rookie of the year, but the MVP of the league. But Atlanta, you know, going into the Superdome, I don't think Atlanta has any fear right now. I think Atlanta just feels confident, you know, riding on the emotional wave of which they built for themselves because everybody was so down on them at the beginning of the year because of the Reggie Bush. Well, every, every, everybody put the. Oh, you talking about New Orleans or Atlanta? I think Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta is with Matt Ryan. He's a Philly boy too, by the way. Feb, I think Atlanta. I'm sorry, Michael Vick. Yeah, you're right. I think Atlanta's going to win that game. They're, they are playing very, very well and really got their act together after the Michael Vick thing. Yeah, and, and I apologize. I said. <laughs> I, 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 I said Reggie Bush, and uh, you know, and that of course is Michael Vick, of which, you know, Atlanta has done a tremendous job. You know, I, you know, again, I said this. I thought, you know, looking at the way the kid played when he was up at Boston College, that I thought the Eagles could have waited a year and grabbed him, and instead of grabbing the guy Cole, you know, you know, and creating, you know, some a little bit of quarterback controversy. But to me, there's no quarterback controversy. Donovan McNabb. Is your quarterback should right. be your quarterback until he walks away from the game? Well, right you now. know, we're running out of time here. One of the games that I want to talk about is Philly and New York. If Philly wins this game, ooh, they back in it. They, yeah, if they win the game, Mark, Mark, my question is: if they win this game, you think they're in the playoffs? I think if they win this game, they'll have a great chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking too, and I'm hoping they do win. That, that's going to be a great game. Well, right now at 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 at, at six and five and one. And that one, that one is going to really hurt them, man. That, that one is really going to hurt them. You know, Cincinnati, they're going to have nightmares about Cincinnati, <laughs> you know. But, but I, I would say that if they do win that game, of course, and the Redskins lose, of course that puts them right back into the – now all of a sudden that tie, you know, works somewhat to their advantage. But, of course, a win is always better than that. But, you know, the, 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 the Eagles and the Giants, whenever they play – you know, that's going to be a hard-fought football game. Hey, I and mean, you know what? That's a giant stadium, too. Yeah, but, you know, it, it really, you know what? I don't think it really makes a difference when these two teams play. You know, it, you know, let's just play. You know, we can play wherever you want to play. You come to our place, we go to your place. You know, we just enjoy playing the Giants because a lot of times that is a physical game, too. When the Eagles and the Giants come together, that's, that's going to be a physical game. And, but when you look at now, when you look at Eli, Eli has opened the game, but the Giants now got a serious passing game. Yeah, he's definitely changed his, uh, changed his whole demeanor, changed his uh, game plan. He's definitely the leader of the team. You can tell by the way he's, you know, his movement, his mannerisms on the field. Uh, he's spreading the ball around. Lovely. Uh, Jacob is a beast coming out of the backfield. So mm. you gotta, you gotta bite down on your mouthpiece hard. Put your chin strap on and and just bring. You gotta bring the wood. Hey, now, Mark, he, he is a beast, that guy, Jacob. Yeah, he is, and, and he's, he's, a, he's a huge dude. He's becoming kind of uh, the, the wishful thinking for those out there that are looking for a running back. They want to get somebody like, there's not too many of those that exist out there. No. You know, 260 pounds that can run like he can run. Don't let him get the screen going down nah, here. Nah, he ate some chitlins before. Oh, he ate some chitlins. He, he ate some hog marks, some chitlins. Hey, right, right, right. Is that his new nickname, The Beast? Oh, he's been the beast. Oh, he's been the beast. Oh, yeah, he's not the the, be- the beauty might be somewhere at home. Well, maybe but he Matt is the beast. should have him, the beast, around. To yeah, he should have. Oh, yeah. When you walk up on him, you're gonna think twice. Well, I have know? a word to say about to Plaxico. If he's listening to the show, if he does listen to the show, just do what Hollywood Matt does. Just have beer bong parties at your house and get <laughs> checks. And then you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, Matt. Hey, Matt. Matt. Matt's got the. You know, Matt's got a plan. Matt's probably the highest paid. You know, pencil holder. Uh, you know, in the league right now. That's an expensive you, number hey, two hey, pencil. Hey, right. Don't, yes. Have some respect for this guy. He sits there with his headphones on with a clipboard and looks important. Well, you know, he, he may look important, he but right important. now he's not, he's not <laughs> important. He is helping the coach with the offensive plays. 
That's oh, give me a give me a break. I don't care about that shit. <laughs> hey, hey, I got another game I want to talk about real fast. Miami and Buffalo. What happened? To, what happened to Buffalo? Please, somebody tell me. I have no idea. The wheels fell off, man. Oh, the wheels man. fell off in Buffalo. And I, I picked Buffalo early in the year because they were hot. You know, I, I saw them in preseason, and they started off the way they looked in preseason. You know, Marshawn Lynch looked good. You know, but. Sh- Hey, I got to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Leo Carlin, ticket manager for the Philadelphia Eagles. Been around for a long time, but when you need a favor, you can call on Leo and he'll come through. And he did that for me. Hey, shout out also to uh, Jeff Nixon out there in Buffalo, former Buffalo Bill. He and I have been talking for a while. Just shout out to all the homeboys out there. Hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Mighty Mouse in the house, baby. Hey, and he's going to have a show coming up, not mine, his own, right here on Voice America Sports. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Damn, man. We're in Phoenix <laughs> living like it matters. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. All about. You can take me for granted a smile. I count for days I'm gone for. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right from high school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports